Hello and welcome to Habanero Hoops. I'm Adam Klepsik, joined by co-host Michael Guyman. How are you doing today, Michael? Awesome. How are you? Oh, pretty good. Can't complain. Um, today we are going to go over week 12 in fantasy basketball, going to preview week 13. Uh, bit of news. Earlier today, uh, coach of the Timberwolves, Tom Thibodeau, was fired. Uh, what's your initial reaction to the firing of Tom Thibodeau, Michael? I just well, it's funny because it came right after a blowout win to the Lakers. I mean, they're not the best team, but they're still like competing in the West, and I don't know, they just destroyed them. And uh, it's like right after that, hey, by the way, you're fired. Nice job, but you're fired. I don't know. I mean, I'm a little surprised. I know there's a lot of drama, and I've heard like players probably aren't gonna be like too upset about this, but it's still a little surprising to me. But uh, there's always a joke saying that. Uh, he always like overplays his players in minutes, like Towns and um, Covington and stuff like that. I wonder how much that's going to change. But yeah, one thing to watch for too, I think, is Dario Saric could get a little bit more playing time, and I think you could see less playing time to Taj Gibson. You know, Tom Thibodeau was in love with Taj Gibson, basically. Uh, and he's really not that good. If if we're just being honest, Dario Saric is a much better, much better player. Um, so just something to watch for there. All right, we are going to do our normal weekly format. We're going to go over the, t- the top 20 performers of the past week, talk about some waiver wire free agency additions that may help your team, do a little injury recap, hand out our weekly awards, and then preview the upcoming week in fantasy basketball. Without further ado, we're going to hop right into the first segment, top 20 performers of the past week. All right, top 20 players of the previous week. Uh, number one, Carl Anthony Towns, the cat. Meow. Carl uh, Anthony Towns, this week he averaged uh, almost 30 points a game and 16 rebounds. I mean, he's always capable of performing like this. He's can always get a 20-20 in any night. Uh, currently, Rocco. And Derrick Rose have been out, so I believe he is just getting more touches overall. It's definitely helping his fantasy value as of now, I believe, and it's definitely showing as the number one player of the past week. Yeah, good stuff to see from Towns here. Taken in the top five, uh, you'd hope at at the very worst, the top ten in most drafts. And good to see him putting up monster numbers like that. All right, and the next player probably had the best single game out of any player this past week, posting a 5 by 5 Yusuf Nurkic of the Portland Trailblazers on that 5 by 5 game having over, uh, over 20 rebounds, 24 points, 23 rebounds, 5 blocks, 5 steals, and 7 assists on that 5 by 5 posting ridiculous percentages. Now, on the week, Nurkic had 21 points, a little under two blocks, 2.3 steals, 3.5 assists, 13.3 rebounds, didn't take any threes, 72% from the charity stripe, and 60% from the floor. Good stuff to see from Nurkic. Obviously, this sort of performance level will not maintain but it certainly is encouraging to see all right the next player third ranked player on the week is the joker nikola Jokic. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, he's the best player on one of the best teams in the league. Um, nothing too surprising here, but he's definitely been better than his average. I mean, he's averaging this season under 20. Yeah, this week he's averaging 28. So clearly something's going on. Um, almost a block and steal per game, getting you nine assists from a strictly center position. That's very valuable. And on top of that, he's getting over two threes a game, 13 points, and shooting very well from the floor. I mean, he's a stud. He's the number one third player of the week, and I'm really not that surprised. Overall, just great value. And next player, fourth best player of the past week, Joel Embiid, Philadelphia 76ers. Great stuff from Embiid this week, just really stepping up with Butler being out a couple games with illness. Yeah, he was the fourth best player. In my opinion, I'd say he's the best. I mean, just, I get the rankings and all that, but at the same time, I mean, he had a 42-point night with two blocks, three steals, and 18 rebounds. Like, he gets over th- a three-pointer a game. Um Shoots well from the floor, both on the free throw and field goal. Like I said, I mean, Joel Embiid, I think he's going to be a top five player next round in next year's fantasy draft. Um, he's going to continue this. I mean, should be a top five player every week. And over 30 points and over 16 rebounds from Embiid on the past week. Two blocks, 1.7 steals. So just ridiculous with the defensive stats, too. And if you got Embiid at the end of the first round, you got to be happy with what you're seeing. All right, and the next guy, fifth best player of the past week, just continuing his scoring tear and his three-point shooting tear, James Harden of the Houston Rockets. In his last six games, the lowest he has scored is 38 points. So if you want points, I mean, yeah. So he leads the league with 33.7 points, but this past week – He's had almost 42 points per game, 41.7 to be exact. He's averaging seven three-pointers a game. I mean, he aver- the season average is five, but he's just getting that extra couple, those extra points, and getting you 11 assists. I mean, with Chris Paul being out, Eric Gordon being out as well, he's definitely taking the workload, but he's making it count. The guy's a scoring machine, but um, he'll continue stuff like this. He's a leading scorer last year. He'll continue it. And once again, over 40 points per game from Harden this week. Uh, over 11 assists, over eight rebounds, seven threes. And, you know, that field goal percentage isn't great, but that free throw percentage is. And you just got to love what you're seeing from Harden. All right. And the next player, the sixth best player on the week, is Blake Griffin of the Detroit Pistons, really willing the Pistons into a playoff spot. Blake Griffin is putting that team on his back, has been able to stay healthy all year, thankfully. That was the key word right there. He's finally, he's healthy. I mean, I'm going to say he's finally healthy, but this is what you get when you draft Blake Griffin and he's not injured, having random heel problems at, like, what are you, what are you doing? I don't know. They're weird. He gets weird injuries. But his numbers are great. He's averaging 26, five assists from a forward, seven rebounds, and he's hitting a lot of threes. He's, last week, he's averaged over two and a half. So now you can rely on Blake Griffin as, oh, well, this is a guy that's going to give me threes now. Definitely involved this game. And he's, yeah, 50% from the field. Just great overall value. Just, it does everything. I mean, go Blake Griffin. Cool guy. All right, and the next player, the seventh best player on the week is Paul George of the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, Once again, just putting up monster stuff. Uh, You know, Paul George, you know, he's just been ridiculous all year. And uh, if you 
you know, most people didn't even pick him in the first rounds. A lot of people didn't even pick him in the second round. Uh, you know, there's several people that, you know, were able to get him in the late, late third, uh, fourth, fourth round in some drafts even, which is just insane when you look at how good Paul George has been doing this year. He's almost like a mini James Harden without the assists, but he's just scoring machine, averaging a ton of threes um, and steals. He's three steals a game practically uh, this last week. So you get a lot of steals, points, and threes, and as well rebounds. Shooting decent from the floor, 45%. You know, from a guy that shoots a lot like Paul George, I'll take it. But, um, yeah, I mean, he's been on a tear lately with the Thunder. Really good team, and I don't see him slowing down. Yeah, you just got to hope that he keeps it up, and I am going to say it, hot take, maybe. Uh, Paul George is the best player on the Oklahoma City Thunder. All right. And next player, the eighth best player on the year, or not on the year, on the past week, uh, is Nikola Vucevic of the Orlando Magic. It's funny because out of all this whole list, everyone's averaging at least 30 minutes a game practically. Uh, he's only averaging this last week 27 and a half minutes. <laughs> so that just stands out to me. And in those 27 and a half minutes, he's giving you uh, 20 and 9 but his defensive stats are great, too. Two blocks and over a steal. And uh, even tonight, uh, tonight he got you 24 rebounds in two blocks. He's just very efficient, and his season average is almost 31, so he played slightly less and produced top 10 value. <laughs> That's kind of cool. Uh, Vucevic, third best center in the league as far as uh, position ranking, but and it's funny. He is only 90% owned. I know percentages don't aren't the craziest things, but... That's funny. And Vucevic's been providing great value all year. You know, didn't go in probably the top three, even top four rounds in most draft and has been a consistent top 15 player all year. Just got to hope he stays healthy. Got to hope he doesn't get traded. And if he doesn't and remains healthy, then you have got an absolute steal from Nikola Vucevic this year. All right, next player, ninth best player of the past week, Pascal Siakam, Toronto Raptors. This guy's just been ridiculous all year, and he he's one of those stories you love in fantasy basketball. There's always a handful of players like this each year. You know, this year there's him, JaVale McGee, Derrick Rose, uh, Marcus Morris, guys you wouldn't expect that would ever be must-own guys that just sort of come out of nowhere and, you know, you're just lucky if you happen to pick him up off free agency when he got hot and established himself. Yeah, I mean, this past week he averaged 22-8. and eight. So you got 22-8 and eight of the potential free agency sometime earlier in the year. Um, now, Kyle Lowry was – he has been hurt. So – I mean, how much do you think that affects him? He is power forward. Kyle Lowry's a point guard. Leonard misses a game or two here and there, but um, I don't know. I, yeah, great pickup. He's cool. Yeah, and Lowry, you know, him being out definitely opens up the opportunity for more usage, which could be responsible for those 22 points. You know, Siakam sits around 15 on the year. Uh you know he'll he'll have weeks like this as well, and just nice to see that sixty two percent field goal percentage on the past week. That's something he's been really strong with all year. 
All right, now moving on to the next best player, 10th best player on the past week, Steph Curry, Golden State Warriors. Uh, just got to love what Steph is doing this year. 37 points per game last week. Man, that's a lot of points. And getting six and a half threes. He's just... He's always like willing to go out on a week like this, but then he might cool down to like 28 to 33 but like i don't know he just went off this week when did he get back like a couple weeks ago two three weeks ago yeah he had that adductor strain earlier in the season it was probably three to four weeks ago when he came back but since he's returned from injury he's been dynamite and what what's insane to me is you know usually when you got a guy that shoots a bunch of threes like curry they really have bad percentages on the past week curry shot 56 percent from the field making over six threes per game just ridiculous stuff from curry nothing surprising but this is surprising coming up. All right. The next best player, the 11th best player of the past week, you know, just keep with the three-point shooters, Buddy Heald, Sacramento Kings. He produced all-star more than all. Okay, 27 points per game from Buddy Heald. That's awesome. Like, if you were playing against someone that had Buddy Heald and you're looking through the lineup and you see Buddy Heald, you're like, nah, okay, whatever. And then you realize he drops 27 per game on you. You're like, yeah, that's, that's a problem. So he just went off, and he also helped you in other categories. Got a decent amount. I mean, a lot of three-pointers. That's what Adam was saying now. But still gets you three assists, four rebounds. Not the best defensive stats, but, I mean, Buddy Hill's just dropping threes everywhere. He's averaging 20, so he's having a good year. But when you go off a 27 like that, good week for Buddy. And you just like to see 53% from the field and making over five threes in the past week. That kind of stuff is ridiculous. All right, next player, 12th best player of the past week, Clint Capella, Houston Rockets. This guy's been sensational all year, and he is just doing what he does this past week. So I was saying, um, with Chris Paul being out, he's usually the one feeding Clint down low. James Harden has filled that role clearly. Um, his last two games, Clint, uh, he's gotten 21 rebounds each. So uh, that's awesome. Uh, he's getting you blocks, and he's getting a lot of points. Um, his past five games, his worst one, yeah, he got you six points. Not a lot, but he made it up with three blocks. But since then, 19 points, 29, and then 13. Great field goal percentage. Clint's one of the best centers in fantasy. Easily, easily. Yeah, and if, I mean, that's not a debate. if Capella could ever learn how to shoot free throws, you're talking about a guy who is a top 20 player very comfortably. Yeah, that's crazy. All right, and the next player, the 13th best player of the past week, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Milwaukee Bucks. Just monster stuff from the Greek freak. Nothing really surprising here again. I mean, he's getting uh, not 24, almost 25 points per game. Uh, almost two blocks, a steal. He's getting a lot of rebounds. I think that's really what, what it's at. He's making a three per game now. This last week, he, Giannis is actually shooting threes. His season average is .4. Now he's getting – so clearly he's getting more comfortable beyond the arc, and that's going to produce his fantasy value. But uh, being down to number 13, I'd like to see him try to reach for the top 10 more often. But and, good. Uh, ju- just like the – just like what has been holding his value back on the whole year, the same thing held him back this past week. It is that 63% oh no, pardon me, 68% free throw shooting. Mm. And that that has just been the main thing that has held Giannis back all year has been the lack of threes. 
and the bad free throw percentage. You know, three per game over the past week. If he can, you know, shoot threes all year and hit one per game, yeah. then that will add a significant boost to his value. But he really needs to get that free throw percentage up if he wants to shoot into the top 10. Mm -hmm. I believe uh, at the beginning of last week on the season, he was right at 10. He might have been 11. uh, But I believe now he is at 12 or 13 with that uh, free throw percentage pulling him out. Fair enough. All right. And the next best player, 14th best player, Kawhi Leonard. The Toronto Raptors, just nice, consistent stuff from Kawhi on the season and this past week. Yeah, he averaged uh, over 30 points per game uh, and basically two steals, so that's always nice. Kawhi doing his thing, just having a good week, um, shooting well, averaging under three. So, I don't know, I'm not too shocked there, nothing really to worry about because he dropped 45 against Utah on New Year's Day. So clearly if he's not getting more than five threes like these other guys, I'm sure he's doing fine. Um, I will point out, out though, though, uh, he did not play tonight, and it was on a back-to-back. So for you uh, Leonard owners out there, be aware. It's in the middle of the season, and he's uh, still sitting back-to-back. I just don't know if you're all aware of that. But a little bit of a surprise to me. Maybe in the beginning, I don't know. I get it. I get it. But just unfortunate for whoever has him. Yeah, and important to note, too, on that Saturday game with the Raptors matching up against the Bucks, uh, most of the players did play heavy minutes for both teams. That could have been part of why Toronto decided to rest him on Sunday. I guess we will never know. But, yeah, that is something to note. Kawhi Leonard did sit out on the second half of a back-to-back. He had five steals yesterday. Which you know that those that type of production is ridiculous. Like, <laughs> changes <laughs> that, the week that can win you a week in yeah. steals. Oh. All right, the next best player, the fifteenth best player. I was kind of surprised Dang. to see this guy here, but just doing a little bit of everything. Harrison Barnes, Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, I mean he's getting good minutes. He's giving you exactly what you'd expect if you. Well, he did. He's done more of this. Well, he's averaging seventeen points per game last week. Um, almost three threes. That's cool. Four and a half rebounds, almost a steal. And I overall just say just pure consistency. The field goal yeah, good is percentages. decent. He didn't really mess up anywhere. I think that's, you know, no turnover, no high turnovers or anything like that. One and a half. Hmm. Well, Harrison Barnes, ladies and gents, he is up here and coming. All right. And the next best player, the 16th best player of the past week, finally doing something. Russell Westbrook of the Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah, I mean, this uh, past week he's had three triple-doubles. He has 12 in the season, so, I mean, he's averaging a triple-double. It's kind of funny how that works, by the way. Like, how do you have 12 when you think he'd average one a game? Anyways, um, now getting you a ton of steals and everything. This past week, uh, 21 and a half points. I uh, actually did not average a triple-double this past week, surprisingly, but he got three and a half steals, so definitely made up in a defensive margin. But I mean, they, he, he's going to average another triple double this year, and he's always going to his name's always going to come up, and when it comes to this kind of stuff, he averaged a little over four turnovers per game too this past week. And uh, one thing that uh, the main thing that's probably responsible for him being in the top twenty this past week is he shot seventy nine percent from the free throw line, which is something that has been god awful this whole year. I believe Russell Westbrook is below 
70% on the season. You know, the field goal is always going to be bad with Russ, uh, but usually he's like an 80% free throw type guy, and for whatever reason this year, he just can't shoot him. And But this past week he was able to, and that is uh, why he's at 16 instead of in the top 40 or 50 like he normally is. All right, and this next guy we're going to talk about a little bit later too because he is in our waiver wire free agency edition segment. And that is Al Farouk Aminu, 17th best player of the past week, Portland Trailblazers, the Chief. And he is not uh, the Chief. He has not averaged any more minutes this past week than he has in the season. It's still 30 minutes per game. So it's not like he's gotten a intake of minutes or anything but this past week he's gotten you 13 points and basically 10 rebounds he's been killing it on the glass lately his past seven games his worst one in rebounding is seven but since then eight eight fifteen eight he's getting you 12 here and there um it's averaging a steal in the season alfa Rigamino, i i love portland like as far as the players they have all these like little players to pick up you got a little maurice harkley's here some alfa Rigamino there well it's alfa Rigamino's turn and I don't see it slowing down anytime soon, at least. I mean, he's just, he's averaging the same amount of minutes. What do you think? He's just balling out, like all of a sudden, living on the glass. That's clearly you're seeing it. Yeah, the minutes are consistent. I think one thing that's helped him too is he hasn't been shooting terribly. Usually Mm -hmm. he's not that great of a shooter, and his field goal percentage will sit in the low 40s. Over the past week, 56% from the floor, which is nice to see. Um, yeah, Al Farouk Aminu's been sneakily good this year. He's a top 100 player, and if he continues to perform like this, he will continue to push upwards, maybe into the top 90 or 80. All right, next guy is Anthony Davis, 18th best player of the past week. Uh, New Orleans Pelicans, just, you know, best fantasy player on the year so far, and just, you know, consistently good stuff from AD. He's almost averaging 30 and 20 this past week. So, and two and a half blocks and steals. Yeah, he's the best player. And are you kidding me? Like, yeah, it's just, it's basic. Almost 50%, a three. Made, I mean, he made two and a half steals and blocks. And he's only getting one turnover. It's easily, unanimously the best. And yet he was ranked 18th. But that's just because of overall consistency because he did sit out a game this week so that definitely hurt his value because i'm sure anthony davis has always talked about in the top 10 but mm-hmm. yep and the next guy uh, we will also be talking about in our waiver wire free agency section we did mention him last week in that section and if you listened to us last week you've got to be happy with what you're getting because this guy is a top 20 player over this past week Derek White of the San Antonio Spurs, and this comes on the back of over 80% field goal percentage, which is just insane. 20 points, uh, only one turnover, a block and a steal, uh, 2.3 assists, 2.3 rebounds, a little under two threes per game, and 78% from the free throw line. Anytime he's better from the, He's shooting better from the field goal than the free throw. Yet he's still shooting 70, uh, 78% from the free throw line. So that's insane. Obviously, that type of shooting isn't going to maintain. You know, he will come back down to earth, but right now he is scorching hot. And if he is on your waiver wire, you better oh, yeah. go pick him up. 
All right, and the last guy, the 20th best player of the past week, DeAndre Jordan, Dallas Mavericks. It looks like he finally woke up. Yeah, DeAndre Jordan got, well, yeah, he's getting some blocks finally. Didn't you say he's not really a big blocking guy for how high people drafted him, wanting those blocking numbers? Yeah, under a block per game on the season, which is, you know, you like to see more from DeAndre Jordan. Uh, this top 20 performance on the past week, like Derek White, comes on the back of some ridiculous field goal percentage, shooting 69% from the floor this past week, 75% from the free throw line, which is usually a huge negative for DeAndre Jordan, those free throws. He's been surprisingly good at them this year, not killing you in that category. Uh, but yeah, the block per game this past week really helps because he's usually lacking in that area. 13 boards per game. And just like, you just hope that this continues from DeAndre Jordan. All right, and that will wrap up the top 20 players of the past week. And next we move on to our waiver wire free agency edition section. All right, and our first player, if he's on your waiver wire free agency pool, go pick him up right now. Derek White of the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, We just mentioned him in our top 20 performers of the past week. Derek White is a top 20 player over the past week. Uh, Ridiculous field goal percentage, good free throw percentage, getting you a block and a steal, starting to score. Uh, in his past five games, not a single game where he's not in double digits with the scoring, not a single game where he's not getting you either a block or a steal, um, not a ton of assists for a point guards, decent amount of rebounds for a point guard. He's starting to take more threes, get more comfortable in that San Antonio offense, and he's really starting to fill the void left by the DeJounte Murray injury. I think now is the right time. Strike while the iron is hot. Go pick up Derek White. And our next player is Damari Carroll, the Brooklyn Nets. You know, with Ryan Hollis, Hollis Jefferson uh, missing some time with that adductor strain. It's the same injury that Steph Curry had earlier in the year. Curry missed about three weeks with the injury. So I think you probably expect something similar for RHJ. Uh, but Damari Carroll has stepped up in his absence. Yeah, he's averaging uh, four more minutes than his season average uh, since Rondé's been out in the last seven days. Um, He's averaging almost double his points lately. He's been dropping 20 here and there, 18, 19, uh, getting you a couple uh, assists, good amount of rebounds, what you're going to expect from a small forward. He'll get you five, six. He's making a lot of threes too, but the minutes are only getting you know bigger and bigger. He's reaching 30 in a couple of games here and there, so... Uh, he's pretty in, give the guy minutes and he's going to be efficient. Yeah, double digit scoring in his past five games, the lowest minute total in the past five games, 27 minutes mm-hmm. as well. Uh, you know, don't know if Damari Carroll's going to maintain the same role in usage once Hollis Jefferson comes back, but at least in the meantime, you definitely want to pick him up and have him in the short term while RHJ is hurt. All right, next player, and we touched on him earlier because he was a top 20 performer the past week, Al Farouk Aminu. Not too much really changing with his situation. He's just kind of been a sneaky good player all year, 
And uh, just at this point now, he's become impossible to ignore. So I think if he's on your waiver wire free agency pool, you got to go uh, pick him up. A great source of rebounds, like I said earlier. If you just need an uptake in rebounds or maybe you have a center only playing two, three games this week while everyone else is playing four, um, if you had the room and he's available and you need rebounds, he's definitely a rebound guy. And he'll get your points while he does the rebounds as well. And one thing that uh, usually hurts Aminu is his free throw, or not his free throws, field goal percentage. Mm-hmm. And this year shooting 43% on the year. Obviously, that's not great, uh, but it is better than the 39% he shot last year. And, you know, if he can at least make that field goal percentage tolerable, then, uh, yeah, I think Aminu is a guy to go grab. He's a top 100 player thus far. And if he continues performing like this, then he could push into the top 90 or even the top 80. All right, and our next guy uh, we mentioned not last week, but I believe two weeks ago, Thomas Bryan of the Washington Wizards. Uh, Markeith Morris is out for the next six weeks. So Thomas Bryant's opportunity exploded. If you listened to us when we talked about him before, then you're definitely happy right now. But if you didn't and he's still on your waiver wire, go pick him up right now because the opportunity is going to be there. The minutes are there. The opportunity is there. The role is there. And Thomas Bryant is taking advantage of it. I saw him shoot a jumper today. The guy is huge out there. He looks like he's strictly a center, and then out of nowhere just shoots a jumper. He um, shot 75% from the field today. Uh, He's averaging 66, so clearly those jumpers are going in every now and then. He's confident doing that. So it's cool to know he can do that, but he's getting a ton of rebounds. The minutes are up, and he's getting consistent points. In the past week, he's averaged a block and a steal. What more can you ask for for a center coming out of nowhere? And on the season, shooting 66%, normally when you see that with somebody, you're thinking, oh, this is like a Rudy Gobert, Clint Capella type that's not going to be able to shoot free throws. Thomas Bryant, 85% from the free throw line uh, this on the season. So clearly that's not the case with him. So you're going to get an enormous boost in your percentages with Bryant. Turns the ball over less than one time per game. So, I, I mean... Just add him. This this could be an absolute steal for your team while Markeith Morris is out. We will have to see what happens when and if Markeith Morris comes back. It's it's not like his injury is insignificant. And you know if if your if your team has an early playoff date, then uh, not your team, your league. If your league has an early playoff date, then Markeith Morris might still be injured when your playoffs start. Just something to keep in mind. And, you know, even if he does come back, I, you know, how well Bryant's playing, I don't know how much it's going to cut into Bryant's role. The Wizards are clearly out of contention, and they're going to want to start playing their younger guys. All right, and this next guy is also on the San Antonio Spurs, Bryn Forbes. Just a really interesting guy. I think the emergence of Derek White is helping Bryn Forbes because, uh, you know, earlier in the season, Bryn Forbes was playing point guard and you know if you watch the Spurs play he's not really a point guard he's a shooting guard 
that uh, just happens to be a decent ball handler, so Popovich was using him as a point guard. But with Derek White emerging and stepping up and taking over those ball handling duties, it's allowing Forbes to play off the ball. He looks a lot more comfortable, starting to get more minutes, and the defensive stats are starting to come too. Yeah, this is one of those guys you can just see getting better and better and better as the season goes on. Um, his minutes are increasing. His everything is increasing. I mean... Even his uh, this last five games, his lowest amount of minutes was played was 29, and he dropped six three-pointers. So um, he's just going, he's getting more comfortable, I believe, like you said earlier, how white was. They're really good coexisting right now. They're both hot, and they're, they are the backcourt of the Spurs practically, you know, given Mills and all that. But they play the guard position, and I think they're just feeding off each other maybe. But both are continuing to get better and better. And you gotta gotta like what you're seeing with Forbes recently. So if he's on your waiver wire free agency pool, go give him a look. Especially if your team needs threes. Oh yeah. Over three threes in the past week. All right, so that'll do it for the waiver wire free agency segment. Now we are going to move on to our injury recap. going to recap the injury news from the past week. Uh, Markeith Morris is going to miss the next six weeks due to a transient cervical neuropraxia, and he will be limited to non-contact basketball activities for the next six weeks. Uh, you know, so I guess, you know, it could be a little bit longer than six weeks if you're just doing non-contact basketball activities, you know, probably take him another couple weeks to get you know back into playing shape I guess we'll have to see but in the meantime Thomas Bryant obviously gets a boost in value as we mentioned earlier on the waiver wire and top 20 segments uh, so just keep your eye on Markeith Morris and when he returns all right and the next guy is Devin Booker who uh I believe he got injured in Sunday's game. Yeah, he left it due to back spasms and didn't return. But, yeah, he got seven points, three assists, didn't play too much. Definitely opened the gates for players like T.J. Warren, DeAndre Ayton, Rashawn Holmes. He's out there blocking shots and doing his thing. But uh, Devin Booker, I mean, he's played amazing the past week, week and a half. Um, his lowest points has been 20 in the past five games, so... He'll be fine, just back spasms. And if, day to day. if he does miss any games, the uh, main guy to watch is probably DeAnthony Melton. And then obviously guys like Macau Bridges, Josh Jackson could see a bump in usage. Yeah, Jackson got 20 tonight, so that did it. And uh, next, got the Minnesota Timberwolves. Derrick Rose continues to miss time with that ankle injury. Didn't look like it was going to be anything uh, too serious at first, but he has missed the past five games. And also, Robert Covington uh, didn't seem like anything serious at first with Covington, but it looks like he is going to miss some time now. Yeah, all it says is uh, all the information we're receiving is uh, – out for an extended period of time with a bone bruise. 
I mean, what, what does that mean? Two weeks, a month? I mean, at least he's out, you know. He's IR eligible. It's not like he's day-to-day and everything. He's been out for the last three games, but that's not encouraging news. I don't know. What do you think? It's, yeah, I don't well, like that. Marvin Bagley, he actually uh, he missed the past three weeks with a bone bruise. Marvin three Bagley, um, guess we'll move right on to him. Uh, you know, he's on the verge of returning. He sat out the last three weeks with the same injury as Covington, a bone bruise, I believe, in his left knee. Um, we had, you know, look for Bagley to return either Monday or Tuesday. I know the Kings got a back-to-back on Monday, Tuesday, this upcoming week. Um, but yeah, that could expect Covington to be out a similar amount of time. Uh, slot though that Bagley kind of got healthy quicker than normal so you know maybe Covington could miss a few more games but yeah expect you know anywhere from three to five weeks for Covington all right and then uh, next Will Barton Denver Nuggets appears to be close to return he's now listed as day-to-day instead of out so look for him to uh, to to come back sometime soon. Uh, when I say he's listed as day-to-day instead of out, I'm, I'm talking on the NBA injury report. You know, obviously he's still IR eligible on all of your leagues. Um, Gary Harris also came back from his extended absence this week. Uh, didn't do too much at first. They were taking him off the bench. Um, I believe... I'm not sure if Denver had a game Sunday. Uh, you know if Denver had a game Sunday, Michael? No, they didn't. They, they had a game Saturday. Um, trying to. I'm, I wonder if Gary Harris started that game or not. Um, one sec. Let's see if we can get that up. Um, but either either way, uh, Gary Harris played. I know he played 30 minutes this past game. So regardless of whether he started or not, you know. It, he, he he's back yeah let's see okay got it looks like okay so yeah they did have a game yesterday played 26 3 3 6 rebounds 5 assists steal 17 points so yeah gary harris is back if anyone was foolish enough to drop him while he was hurt oh, go go pick him up um all right next got the sixers uh, Butler just missed a few games with illness, nothing too serious. Although seems like when somebody gets sick in the NBA nowadays, they're missing uh, three or four games instead of you know really, really my opinion they shouldn't even miss one. You're a million dollar athlete and you're sick. I, I don't care. You play, and just just my take. All right, then next we got Kyle Kuzma. I uh, believe he got hurt. In uh, I believe it was the Wednesday game. Uh, yeah, the second he came out of that game and missed the next two. Yeah, it's back problems with him, and it's kind of unfortunate with the Lakers right now. They have Kuzma, who's arguably, arguably their be- second best player, and LeBron, obviously being their first, being out. Just they lost like seven of their last games. Not looking good. They might be in ninth place right now. They're not looking good. But this stuff doesn't help him. But as far as fantasy, Kuzma being down, it doesn't sound like it'll be uh, something too long of an injury. Uh, according to ESPN, he's ex- 
next opportunity is playing tomorrow on Monday. And the fact that you know, no positive tests are coming back or anything might be spasms or something. So two two games out, two games rest, whatever he needs. I think he'll be fine. Nothing yeah. to worry. And obviously while he's hurt, the door opens a little bit more for Brandon Ingram and Lonzo Ball. All right, next, uh, Toronto Raptors. Kyle Lowry returned from his absence um, missed a few games with the uh, lower back issues that have been plaguing him all year, but he did come back on Sunday, this game against the Pacers, and uh, looked all right. Not, not full Kyle Lowry, but, uh, you know, just good to see him get back. All right, and then next we got the Cavs. Uh, Rodney Hood missed a few games with uh, Achilles soreness, came back for a couple games, and then sat out on Saturday because that same Achilles was sore again. Uh, you know, Ronnie Hood's probably not owned in uh, anything more than a 14-16 team league because he's been, quite honestly, pretty disappointing this season. So not relevant to everyone, but uh, yeah, just something to keep an eye on because those Achilles injuries are never good. Uh, Kevin Love is resuming basketball activities as well. Very encouraging to see. Uh, just got to hope that Kevin Love comes back sooner rather than later because uh, if you drafted him, you've been waiting quite some time. All right, next uh, we got Markel Fultz. Uh, he will be reevaluated next week. <laughs> so if he's on your IR, I mean, he's going to be there for quite some more time. He averaged eight points a game when he was with them. Also, without Jimmy Butler, I don't know. I throw him away. Yeah, Markel Fultz has uh, been a mystery his first two years in the NBA, and we really don't know what type of player he is or could be. Uh, we'll just see uh, where this goes. Gonna rot away in your IR. Just stay there. Yeah. All right. Next. Uh, Charlotte Hornets, Cody Zeller broke his hand. It's going to be out the next four to six weeks. You know, not good news for Cody Zeller. Um, how do you think this affects the, the rotation in Charlotte, Michael? Hernan Gomez, Hernan Gonads, uh, what, Naz, Willie, is that what you call him? Free Willie. There he is. Uh, he had a great game tonight, I believe 18 points. Uh, he's getting a lot of minutes. Marvin Williams has got to step up. You know, he doesn't play center, but just, you know, more touches down low. Um, not necessarily MKG, but um, Bismack Biombo. Yeah, he's uh, going to be getting a lot more boards, blocks, etc. He's going to be filling down low in the paint. And Frank Kaminsky, I don't think he's – has he played a lot this year? No. Oh, yeah. yeah, what's up with that? He used to be decent. Yeah, I just clear that Charlotte no longer trusts him. They twelve minutes a game. Yeah, he he's just been a big disappointment. Can't play defense, and his, his shot just hasn't fallen really at any point in his career. You know, sometimes he'll have hot stretches, but Frank the Tank has been a disappointment not only this year but you know pretty much his whole career. <laughs> not, not to rip on the guy. And then uh, Jeremy Lamb also uh, continues to miss time with that hamstring issue. And you know, we don't really have much of a timetable on him, but hopefully he is back sooner rather than later. 
Uh, Chicago Bulls, Bobby Portis returned from his injury. He'd been out for a while. Uh, had a decent game when he came back. I uh, believe 17 points. Yeah, five rebounds, a uh, few threes. Doing that all in only 20 minutes. Uh, you know, yeah. with Laurie Markinen back in the fold, he's probably not going to get the same opportunity he was afforded earlier in the year. But, uh, you know, at least nice to see him return and uh, probably worth an add in all 14-team leagues, 16-team leagues. Uh, speculative add in 12-team leagues, probably not in 10s, but uh, we'll see. All right, and then uh, we got the Indiana Pacers. Miles Turner, believe he left uh, S- Sunday's game with an injury. Or no, yeah. didn't even leave the game, didn't even play in it. Uh, he played 26 minutes, which is what he averages. He played the whole game in Chicago, only got eight points. So clearly after that, he wasn't the same. Yeah, I wonder, did he leave? Uh, shoulder injury. He, okay, so he left He left Friday's game with the shoulder injury and then missed Sunday. Yeah, so uh, not good for Turner uh, in the short term if, if Turner misses Sabonis. some time. Sabonis. Yep, Sabonis is definitely going to get some increased run, and you could see more opportunity for Thad Young as well in the way of usage. Uh, and next, we got the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, Nikola Mirotic is close to returning. He will not play in Monday's game, uh, but there's a good chance he could play in Wednesday's game. Also, Etwan Moore sat out a few games, and not not too sure what's going on with Etwan Moore. He's been healthy and hurt off and on this whole year. Uh, but when he's out, uh, guys like Darius Miller get a boost, and uh, you know, yeah, it's a leg problem, whatever that means. So just has a bruise in his leg. Yeah, he has a bruised leg. Poor guy. Yeah, not not great there. All right, and then next we got Eric Gordon, uh, Houston Rockets. You know. Uh, man, that team just can't catch a break when it comes to injuries. And, of course, it's a knee injury with Eric Gordon. Like, he's always just has something. And he hasn't played the last three games either. Again, another reason why Harden's taking so many shots. And Eric Gordon looks like he could miss some time with this one. Yeah. Re- really not. If if you don't have the space on your IR, uh, not really worth holding in 12 or 10 team leagues, you know. If he's helping you, if you're at your team's punting field goal, then you could keep in a 14, 16 team league. And most of you might know this, but don't let those last three games he played healthy fool you because Chris Paul's still out. Eric Gordon is good when Chris Paul's out, but when Chris Paul is playing, Eric Gordon's value significantly drops. He's not even a starter anymore, one. And then two, I mean, it's just everything numbers, minutes. He's just not, the offense doesn't go around him as much. So. I know if you have him, if you don't have room in your IR, he's worth the drop. No one's going to snake you there. Mm-hmm. All right, next, uh, Boston Celtics. Uh, Marcus Morris missed a few games past week. Both brothers are hurt. Huh. Yeah, yeah, not not a good day in the Morris family. Yeah, they just can't. seems like those brothers can't catch a break with the injury bug this year. 
Yeah, just neck problems. I mean, he doesn't play. I think he plays Monday. Yeah, but he only sat out one game. He's been killing it every, every single time before that. I mean, yeah, he's getting 12, 18, 22, 19, while maintaining right near that 30 minutes per game. So just a little <clears> – <throat> don't expect him to sit out for a while. Yeah, and in the short term, guys like Marcus Smart, even Terry Rozier, Jason Tatum get a little bit of a boost. Um, and uh, next we got uh, New York Knicks. Frank Nilakina missed a game. Uh, not really too too much to talk about there. Frank Nilakina is really only a deeper league guy. Uh, you know, hasn't done too much, but. You know, he is – some people have him because there is always the upside with Nilakina. Um, yeah, not not too much to see here. All right, and that will do it for the injury recap. Um, now we are going to go on to the weekly awards. All right, and the first weekly award, the stat stuffer of the week goes to Joel Embiid of the Philadelphia 76ers. Just monster stuff from Embiid. Uh, last week, 31-16 with 1.7 steals and two blocks. That means he averaged two blocks and basically two steals every time he played this week for your team, if you have him. And he had at least a block or a steal in every game this past week. Hit a three in every game. Minutes in the high 30s. Just ridiculous stuff from Embiid. And a nice free throw percentage. uh, 48% from the floor. You know, above league average. Just great stuff from Embiid. Uh, Butler missing those few games with the sickness probably helped. But Joel Embiid's a monster anyways, and he is our stat stuffer of the week. Uh, Next award, the lousy line of the week. Kemba Walker, Charlotte Hornets. For a guy that averages 25 points and over three threes per game, uh, this line this past week is putrid. Yeah, so he usually averages over 25. This week he averaged 18. And instead of having over three three-pointers, he averaged one. The big thing that stands out is he averages a half a block and over a steal a game this whole week. Hasn't had one single steal, one single block. Zero, just zero, zero. Yeah, below his season averages on the assists. The percentages were not good from Kemba this week. And he is our lousy line of the week as a result. Uh, Next award, the rookie of the week. Jaron Jackson Jr., Memphis Grizzlies. Not too many crazy rookie performances this week, but Jaron Jackson Jr. had the best Triple J. Uh, 16 points, half a block, 1.3 steals, 6 rebounds, a 3 uh, what really put him uh, as the award winner was a 57% field goal and 93% free throw. Uh, great stuff from Jaron Jackson Jr. He has been having a great season this year. He's a comfortable top 50 player on the season, mainly because of the defensive stats and the percentages. 
And uh, if you were lucky enough to snag Jaron Jackson Jr. at the end of your draft, you got to be happy with what you're getting. All right, and on to our preview for week 13, upcoming week in fantasy basketball. All right, previewing week 13, the upcoming week in fantasy basketball. Denver has a five-game week this week. Uh, nice if you got it, Nikola Jokic, Gary Harris, Jamal Murray, or Paul Millsap. Uh, going to have a big boost in value this week with five games. Uh, teams with three games, uh, Brooklyn, Charlotte, Chicago, Golden State, Indiana, Clippers, Memphis, Miami, Minnesota, New Orleans, Oklahoma City, Phoenix, and Toronto. And uh, four games this week, Atlanta, Boston, Cleveland, Dallas, Detroit, Houston, Lakers, Milwaukee, New York Knicks, Orlando, Philadelphia, Portland, Sacramento, San Antonio, Utah, and Washington. So definitely want to look for those four-game teams when you are streaming this week. Uh, now let's analyze the back-to-backs. Uh, Monday, Tuesday, we have Denver, Knicks, Kings. So that definitely tips off the whole five-game week they have at Denver. Nice little back-to-back Monday, Tuesday. The Knicks, I mean, Cantor, Hardaway, that's always fun. But that's pretty much what you're getting from there. And Sacramento, I say a bag. We can probably come back uh, by Tuesday on that back-to-back, I believe. Yep, and then Tuesday, Wednesday, we got the Hawks, the Cavs, Pacers, Sixers, and Phoenix. Uh, guys to add for that back-to-back, potentially, you know, Hawks, you got Deadman, uh, Cavs, guys like Seti Osman, uh, Pacers, uh, Darren Collison could be a guy to add for that back-to-back, or even Tyreek Evans, uh Sixers, not a whole lot of guys that are probably uh, fringe guys on your waiver wire that might be able to help you. Maybe TJ McConnell, that's probably it. Uh, Maybe Landry Shamet if you need threes. Uh, Phoenix, there's probably a decent amount of guys that could help you with that back-to-back. You know, uh, McCow Bridges might be available in your league. You know, Josh Jackson, uh, even Kelly Oubre. If Devin Booker misses any games, he could be a decent guy to add. De'Anthony Melton. Yeah, so Wednesday, Thursday, we have Boston, Detroit, and San Antonio. San Antonio, I'm curious with this Wednesday, Thursday, test out uh, White and Forbes, see how they can keep up what they've been producing so far. Boston, I expect to see Morris back then, back back in. Some point, they're going to have back-to-back. Will he play both games? I don't know. They might. I mean, then again, the last time he played was, no, nah, he'll play back-to-back. And uh, Detroit, back-to-back, nothing really there. I mean, yeah, Blake Griffin, cool. Get him two games in a row. Have Andre Drummond, get ready for the rebounds. And then uh, Thursday, Friday, there's no back-to-back, so no fun there. Uh, Friday, set, I will say, though, uh, Toronto does not have any back-to-backs, so if you have Leonard, that's always fun. Uh, Friday and Saturday, though, you have the Hornets, Chicago, Minnesota, and Utah. Yeah, so guys that you could potentially add there, Charlotte, you know, Willie Hernan Gomez with Zeller out, 
uh, you know, maybe Bismack Biombo, Marvin Williams, if he's available in your league. Uh, with Chicago, probably not a whole lot there. Maybe Bobby Portis just for those couple games. Uh, maybe Wayne Selden if he happens to get minutes coming over in that Justin Holiday trade. Um, Minnesota, uh, you know, not not too much there. You know, maybe maybe Gorgie Dang, maybe Dario Saric. You know, now he might get actual minutes with the new coach. Taj Gibson, if he's available, uh, with Utah, you know, you know, Jay Crowder's the guy that comes to mind. Uh, you know, maybe Dante Exum. Yeah, not too many guys on Utah that are really that fringe guy to add for a back-to-back like that other than Jay Crowder. Uh, Saturday, Sunday, uh, Denver and Orlando have that back-to-back. Uh, makes sense, like Michael said earlier, with the five-game week Denver has. You'd have to think they'd have the Monday, Tuesday, and then the Saturday, Sunday back-to-backs. Um, with Orlando, you got guys like Terrence Ross, uh, uh, John Isaac, uh, even like John Simmons, you could add for that back to back. And if you are smashing your opponent and want to do the Sunday Monday wraparound back to back, you got Houston and Portland. Houston uh, with Eric Gordon now being out, you could add any one of their wing players for that back to back. Daniel House, House, Gerald Green. Uh, you know, if James Ennis comes back, I'm not sure if he's still hurt or not because he's been mostly irrelevant all year. <laughs> Portland, uh, talking about earlier, Al Farouk Aminu, Mo Harkless, guys like that. Um, and then uh, light game days. We've got Thursday is only a four-game day. Uh, so really, since there's no back-to-backs on that Thursday, Friday, uh, really be nice to utilize that Wednesday, Thursday back to back, because you know Thursday you don't have that many games. Sunday's lighter day too, with only seven games. Uh, so again, yeah, you'd want to take advantage of that Saturday, Sunday back to back add with Denver and Orlando players. I mean, you're probably going to be wanting to add Denver players anyhow because of that five game week. Uh. And they they are the only team that does have a game on both Thursday and Sunday. So, yeah, Denver players, extremely valuable this upcoming week. All right, and that does it for weekly preview. One thing I just want to mention, we didn't talk about it all earlier because it's not really too important. Uh, The trade between the Memphis Grizzlies and Chicago Bulls Justin Holiday going from the Bulls to the Grizzlies and Wayne Selden Jr. and Marshawn Brooks. Yes, they got the right Brooks this time uh, going from the Grizzlies to the Bulls. Uh, Justin Holiday was kind of a fringe 10 12 team league guy, anyhow. Um, I do not think he's going to get the same opportunity in Memphis as he did in uh, Chicago. His first game with the Grizzlies only played 20 minutes. So he is probably a drop in a 10-12 team league. Uh, Still probably hold in 14, 16, or anything more. Uh, And obviously Wayne Selden, Marshawn Brooks, that's just deep league stuff, not really too relevant. Uh, I'm going to go over to Michael here for uh, something interesting. 
A little point guard matchup here. Adam, currently, right now, who would you rather have on your fantasy team? Damian Lillard or Kyrie Irving? Yeah, great question. I am personally going to go with Kyrie Irving. Really like his percentages uh, starting to come on strong. And uh, the assists and the steals are starting to come for Kyrie Irving this year, which are two things that has held his value back a little bit. He is... Over the past month, he is a top 10 guy. Uh, really nice stuff from Kyrie Irving. Obviously, he scores a bunch. He hits threes. Uh, but shooting uh, 49% from the field over the past month and 91% from the free throw line, great stuff. little under three threes, five boards, seven assists, a steal and a half. Uh, and obviously not much in the way of blocks, but only turning over the ball two and a half times for a guy that handles the ball as much as Kyrie is impressive too. So I'm going to go with Kyrie. Uh, I am going to go with Damian Lillard only by a little bit. Uh, Kyrie has had consecutive double-digit assisting games this past month, I've noticed. Um, that is impressive. That's kind of going outside of his normal game. Usually averages 5-6, more of a shoot-first point guard. But um, I'm just taking Lillard for overall consistency. I understand Kyrie is just, you know, doing well better than everyone thought he was doing right now with the percentages, with the steals. He's scoring more than he's used to be at least the past year and a half. But um, I know what I'm getting from Lillard. I'm gonna get my 24-25. He's gonna go off for 40 any night. Kyrie's not doing it anymore. I just personally think Lillard's gonna keep the consistency. Kyrie's kind of a roller coaster, but both great point guards would love to have either. Yeah, yeah, both are pretty great players. All right, and that does it for episode four of Habanero Hoops. I uh, just wanted to add that little point guard comparison at the end to throw something new into the mix. Um, still trying to work on getting the podcasts on Apple Podcasts. Uh, not sure how long it'll take, but we're hoping it's just a couple weeks. Um, but you can still find the podcast on Spotify. Um, you know, I know Anchor. Uh, Pocket Cast. Uh, there's a few others. I always forget the full list of places where you can find the podcast. But however you're listening to it now, you'll be able to find the podcast. Um, so please subscribe. We appreciate it. Um, also want to credit Jackson Neasley for the intro and outro music you hear on every show. Um, he's got a YouTube channel. Check it out if you got some time. Anything to add, Michael? Uh, Donovan Mitchell is pretty cool, and Russell Westbrook cannot shoot. I agree with both of those statements. All right, that does it for episode four. We'll see you next week. Goodbye, everyone.